nice to see you all. Thank you for being here today. Uh, I think we're going to have a good time for the rest of our time. We've had a good time already, haven't we, in God's presence. So it's just so good. Thanks for being here. And uh, yeah, let's press into God. So I'm afraid you're with me this, this time. This is our celebration meeting, the first meeting of the month. And often we've had some guest speakers in, but I'm afraid you're left with me today. But next month, 3rd of April, we're going to welcome Catherine Gladwell, who leads Refugee Education UK, previously Refugee Support Network. And she's going to come and share on that work, which just so fits in with what we've been talking about today, which is fantastic. So we'll look forward to that one. But final words are very important, yeah? So when a football team huddles together, and it's the... It's just before the game, and they huddle together. The captain's going to have some serious words to say of encouragement to the team. Here here we go. Thank you so much. Serious words of encouragement to the team, because in that moment, as they huddle, those final words before the game kicks off are going to be important words. They're not going to be trivial. They're going to be important to encourage the team. When a surgeon briefs his or her team on the delicacies of the operation they're about to, to, to do, you know that they're going to be important words. They're not going to be talking about the weather. They're going to be talking about what they need to remember for this important procedure. Or when a police officer takes the details of, of, of someone in their last moments, they take the details of what's happened, they're going to be important words. There's a high place in law for those final words that someone shares before they pass away. Because they're not going to be trivial words. They're going to be important words. When uh, years and years gone by, when my kids were a little little bit younger, when I'd light the barbecue, my final words to them would be, don't touch the barbecue. Because that's the most important thing in that situation, yeah? Final words are always the most important ones. Today, I want to look at five occasions, five accounts in the New Testament where Jesus appears to his disciples in the period of 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension. So we had Jesus came to earth. He was here. He lived for 33 years on the earth. He did some incredible things, particularly in those last three years of his ministry, ushering in the kingdom of God. And then he went to the cross. And he died for us. And then three days later, he rose again. And before he ascended to be with the Father and sent his Holy Spirit, he had this 40-day period. And you know that in those 40 days, before Jesus ascends to be at the right hand of the Father, what he says to his disciples are going to be important words. We should take note of them. And he outlines his mission to his disciples He tells them what he wants them to do once he's ascended to be with the Father. And so that's what we're going to do. Look at five passages in the New Testament. And we'll go through those and then see where we go after that. So, number one then. I believe Jesus gives us something of a model to follow. And we can find that in John chapter 20, verses 19 to 22. That says this. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. 
The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. There's a model in there for us to follow. A model, I believe, that Jesus wanted to give to his disciples. As the Father sent Jesus to bring the kingdom to be a sacrifice for us. To rise with resurrection life so we too could have resurrection life. As the Father sent Jesus, Jesus sends us. Amen? So we've got a commission from Jesus himself. If we're his disciples, we are sent. There's a model that Jesus has given to us. Number two, I believe Jesus said something of the magnitude of the mission that he's calling his disciples to. And we find this in Mark 16, verses 14 to 16. It says this, Later Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Go into all the world. You'll see a pattern from now on with the rest of these five things. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. So we've got the model. As Jesus, as the Father sent Jesus, so Jesus is sending us. Now we've got the magnitude of this mission. It's got to go everywhere. It's got to go to the whole world. It's not just for a few people. This is for everyone. Amen? Thirdly, the method. We've got the model, got the magnitude. Now here's the method. And I believe we find this in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. We've read this many times. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So the model is the Father sent Jesus, so Jesus sends us. The magnitude has got to go into the whole world. Now the method. We can do this by making disciples. We can do it by making followers of Jesus. Those who are going to take this mission that Jesus gives to his disciples and replicate that in more people. See more disciples made. Baptize them and teach them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded them. Which, by the way, includes making disciples, baptizing them, teaching them to obey Jesus. So we've got the model, we've got the magnitude, and Jesus gives us the method, how we're going to do it. Number four, we also get the message. The message that we're going to carry with us as we go and make disciples. I believe we find this in Luke 24, 46 to 47. And it says this. He told them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. I've just highlighted a few things there, because we've got the message right there in Luke 24. 
that the Messiah will suffer, that the Messiah will die upon a cross for all humanity. But he's not going to stay there. He's not going to stay dead. Three days later, he's going to rise again. And then if we repent, if we change our mind, if we choose to live differently, if we choose to live for him and not for ourselves anymore, if we die to ourselves and say, Jesus, my life is for you, not for me anymore, then we will receive Jesus' forgiveness. All the things that we've done, all the things we'll ever do, has been nailed to the cross. And he forgives us. Those who believe in the cross, the resurrection, those who change their mind, live differently, follow Jesus, will receive that forgiveness. The cross, the resurrection, repentance, and forgiveness. Amen? And then finally, number five, we have the means. We've got the model. As the Father sends Jesus, so Jesus sends us, his disciples, his followers. We've got the magnitude. It's got to go everywhere. We've got the method. We're going to make more followers of Jesus. We've got the message. The cross, resurrection, repentance, and forgiveness. And now we've got the means. Because if we try and do this on our own, in our own strength, then it's just our own effort and it will never work. But we need the power. We need God himself to help us. So in Acts 1.8, just before Jesus ascends, he says this to his disciples. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Because the magnitude tells us that this has got to go to all nations, to the ends of the earth. So let's just recap on those five things. And I've done it constantly while I've been sharing. But one, the model. The Father sends Jesus. Jesus sends us. The magnitude. This has got to go to all nations. This has got to go everywhere. The method. Make more followers of Jesus. The message. Cross, resurrection, repentance, and forgiveness, and finally the means under the power of God himself, the Holy Spirit. All of these verses found between the resurrection of Jesus and the ascension of Jesus. I believe something of Jesus' final words to his disciples of what he wants them to do. And so that really is just my message today. I wanted just to keep it really simple, focusing on these things, some important words of Jesus himself.